In Jeremiah 12:5, God challenges Jeremiah, If you have run with men and they have tired you out, how will you compete with horses? God offers you a similar challenge to live a life of biblical discipleship and to build a healthy marriage and a godly family. He never promises it will be easy, but it will always be worth it. Are you ready to run with horses? Hello, this is Norman. Hi, I'm Susan. Welcome to Run With Horses. Today's show, we're going to be focusing on marriage, which we haven't really had a marriage show in a while. We've been married for a while, but we haven't really done a show about marriage for a while. They're two different things. Okay, moving right along. The question for the day is, are you living an intentional marriage? And by intentional here, I mean thoughtful. Are you thinking about your marriage and trying to uh, apply effort and thought into having a good, healthy marriage? And I think it's easy not to do that. It's easy, I think, for the two, husband and wife, to get into two separate tracks and just kind of go without really ever thinking about how are we doing or could we do better or what should we change, could we change, just not applying a lot of effort to how are we doing. Yeah, it's probably true about the Christian life and a lot of things that, you know, you might say is a priority, but... Unless you actually think about it and make plans, um, you just kind of go on autopilot and wherever you end up, that's where you go. <laughs> yeah, we often just get in that rut and life is working right now, so don't broke what's not fixed or don't fix what's not broke. <laughs> and we just go without thinking about it a whole lot. So that's true with parenting. It's true with the Christian life. It's true with just our church family life. It can be true with our marriage. But today we want to talk about don't do that with your marriage. So, the first question, this, I have a list of questions today that I, you could ask these together as a husband and wife, go through and, and thoughtfully consider these, and I think that would be helpful. But in general, you, you do need to think through these things, and maybe you wouldn't word the question exactly like this. I don't know that that's important, but just some things that you want to be thinking about. So one, and maybe earlier in your life, you, you might think about this when you first get married, but... Uh, it even applies as we get older. So first question is, how does your view of marriage reflect your family upbringing? And the, the thought here is that you have a lot of expectations. <laughs> you don't always recognize that you have expectations, but they're different. You may be for a newlywed and then you have parents and then as you get older, well, now we're at the end and the kids are starting to leave home. So what are our expectations at this time in life? I think they change. So mm -hmm. thinking about how our family did things at each stage, you might not realize, well, I didn't have those expectations. We talked about our newlywed expectations and we, we dealt with that. But now our, our kids are in high school and we're, we didn't think about that. We just assumed it'd be like when we were in high school. And, you know, right. you can bring in new expectations and they can creep in and your marriage can, can involve things that you didn't intend for it to have because... You didn't talk about it. Do you often think about how your family and the way that your family did things influences how you think about how things should be done now? I mean, I'm sure they do. I'm not sure I really think about it too much. But How about you? Um, sometimes. Think about how our family did things and how um, I might choose to do it differently, or I did we did this well. So sometimes I, I don't know. Sure, I'm, I always think about it 
constantly, and I, maybe that's not the goal to think about constantly, but I do occasionally think through how my parents did things, or maybe how even someone I knew did things. It's, hey, I like the way they did that, and so I want to consider how that might influence the way I want to be in our family. So, yeah, some of those things we do, I do think about. That's the whole point by doing this show. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I look at other people, too, and just say, well, they're doing it this way. How would I, would I do it the same way, too? Mm-hmm. And helps you to think about it ahead of time. Right. Or it's nice to have friends that are a little farther down the journey than you are to hear what they're going through, and then you makes you think about it a little better, too. <laughs> yeah, I think as long as you're thinking about it and being intentional, then you're you're doing well in this point. You're not just letting things happen, but you're kind of being intentional and thinking about what kind of family you want. So I think that's that's good, however it happens. The next one is, how does God play a part in your relationship? And this should be uh, just a big thing for all of us where we recognize that uh, God should be at the center and we want to recognize that. And it should be at the center of your life, but also at the center of your marriage. So how are we putting God first? And maybe that's through the the time we intentionally we go to meet with the church family together, um, other things that we might do together where the goal is to encourage and, and uplift each other and be part of each other's spiritual life, even just bringing up the things we're reading or sharing. I know we do that a lot where we're reading something and say, hey, I read this, this is really interesting, or hey, I'm reading this book, I had this thing to say. And that kind of idea is important that you're you're recognizing the spiritual life is important, and we, we need to share that, not just stuff, but the spiritual life. And even as life happens, you know, it's like trying to process, all right, the, this is happening in the world even, and how does that re- relate to what God says in, you know, the future events or how we should relate to this person or that person, and just being able to filter everything that happens in life through the Bible and being able to discuss that has been very helpful. And as the kids grow, you know, we have had opportunities to think about how what we want to teach the kids should be, it should be consistent. We should both be on the same page, I guess is the way I often think about it. We want to make sure we're teaching the same things. We're talking about problems the same way. We're handling behavior issues the same way. And we recognize that this behavior is a problem because I've seen families where one, you know, the husband says, yeah, that's not a big deal. And the wife just hates it. Their kids do this. So they, they really can't parent that well because they, they're not on the same page. So one says, don't do that kid. And the other one says, yeah, you're fine. So, and we've tried not to do that. So recognizing that the standard is God's and how do we keep God at the center and have a family that, that he would be glorified in. So, you know, I do think that's, that's important. So just thinking through, how does the spiritual life, how does, does God play a role in the different aspects of our, our relationship? Then I have a list of questions that I think probably would be good maybe to ask each other um, or along these lines, but some of them are very vague maybe. Like, how are we doing? You know, that's kind of a, a generic question, but at least the idea needs to be thought through. You know, it's, are we... Are we okay? Do we do we talk enough? Do we are there things that keep us from spending time together? Just how are we doing as a couple? Are we going through life together? Are we going through life as two separate people who just occasionally, you know, we're like roommates? 
And so to, to think about that big picture, just broadly speaking, how are we doing? And that might point out some areas where you might want to say, we should talk about this because I mean, are you recognizing an issue here? And I'm not. <laughs> I, for me, I, I guess the way that I think of us trying to do things like this is we'll try to have a date and go out and have coffee or lunch or something every so often and just be able to sit and talk about the kids or life and just, mm-hmm. you know, as we've come back to Japan and thinking about uh, you know living here in Wisconsin and just talking about different issues and how we might need to address problems coming up. And it's, that's all part of us making sure that we're, um, we're doing this together, not as two separate people who don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes for me, um, it's maybe not that I'm sitting down thinking, how are we doing as a couple, but my emotions can kind of show if we're doing good or not. <laughs> like if I feel like I'm, there's something between us or I'm just kind of pulling away, then that would be an indicator that something's not right. So being sensitive to those right. feelings too. Yeah. And a lot of this is like when we think about disciple making, it's how the relationship's important. It's very similar just in the marriage where we just need time to talk. I think that's really the foundation. If we spend enough time just talking through things, just time together or not um, trying to work with a problem or, or work on a project, but just able to relationally talk and bring up the things that we're thinking about and all those um, life topics, then I think that goes a long way toward helping you do well as a couple and point out the things where you, you might need to talk more seriously about. Yeah, well, just to add on to that, I mean, probably if we don't take enough time to just even spend together, just even a little bit here and there, it makes that those emotions build up. And before or by the time the emotions are there, it's already your way in the hole, you know? So right. don't wait till you feel like, mm, I don't like my husband anymore to start, you know, talking and getting over, the, you know, doing that. But And it's also, I know you've tried to say, hey, let's go out. Let's make sure we protect this time together. And I've really appreciated that because I'm always like, oh, it's busy, or I got to do this, or I got to do that, or I don't want to take all of your time because I know you're busy. But when you point out, or let's make it a point to do it, it makes me see that you value our relationship. And that makes it easier for me to, you know, put more time into it or, you know, not worry about asking you, hey, let's go out. It's kind of like preventive maintenance. It's (laughs) it's interesting. We've been thinking about that a lot recently because we got back to the the States and you know, in Japan, we had our, our cars and motorcycles and life there, and everything was taken care of. And in the Japanese system, you have this um, inspection every other year. And I mean, it's very, very thorough. They take stuff apart, and they'll look at belts and go, well, this belt make it another two years. If not, they'll probably go ahead and change it, even if they think it probably would make it a year. Where, you know, in the States, we're more likely to say, well, we'll fix it when it breaks. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we don't really do that preventive maintenance so well, a lot of us. So I didn't grow up with that level of preventive maintenance. Just, you know, do the oil changes, um, ideally, before it starts <laughs> rattling too much. <laughs> but, so in Japan, I really learned the value of preventive maintenance because you never see a car broken down in Japan. I mean, there are old cars on the road. There are really old motorcycles on the road. I think there are more old Harleys on the road in Japan than in Wisconsin. And they're maintained. I mean, they do this routine maintenance. It's required every other year, even for the, the motorcycles. So you don't have a lot of mechanical problems with them because you're you're taking the, the thing apart and looking at it and going, yeah, it's in good shape. So 
in any relationship, and this is true for any relationship, there is preventive maintenance you can do. And why do you do preventive maintenance? To keep things from breaking. Well, a lot of the time together, whether it's just going out for a cup of coffee or talking about a book we're reading or just spending time together, it is preventive maintenance because little things are able to be talked about and mm-hmm. you're able to see things coming that could be issues and so they never become an issue. And that's that's the big thing about preventive maintenance. You see something that one day this is going to be a problem, so let's fix it before it's a problem. Mm-hmm. You can recognize problems in the schedule and say, yeah, this is not sustainable. We're going to, have to fix this. But you fix it before it's a problem. Um, so I really, that idea of preventive maintenance in your marriage, in your parenting, mm-hmm. uh, in your relationships with people in the church, in all of your relationships, uh, I think it's helpful to, to consider how you can do things ahead of time to help that relationship be as healthy as possible. So the next one, you know, next one's related to the idea that we all have different seasons in life. You know, you, as a couple, you have, you know, newlywed, well, you have before you get married, but then you have newlyweds, and then you have maybe when you have little kids, and then you have kids get a little older, and then eventually you have kids are gone, you have different seasons as a couple, and maybe they're marked not so much by the kids, depending on your life. It may be marked more by uh, this job required a big move, or buying a house, you know, that's another big season. So you have these different seasons, and maybe you would identify them differently, but you different have different stages in life. And one of the questions to ask is, in this stage, in this season of life, what's our focus, and where is our joy? You know, how are we learning and growing in Christ in this season, which may be difficult. You know, it could be that you have a a new baby and you're missing a lot of sleep and you're grumpy. And and in our case, when we had our first one, we lived in a a terrible basement apartment and had lots of little things that could make us grumpy. I was like, well, in this season, first recognize it's a season. Mm -hmm. This is not the rest of our life. We're going to get out of this basement apartment. This little girl is going to stop crying eventually and grow up. You know, now she's 21. So that season is far in the past. We made it through that. But when you're in the season, it often seems like, well, it's never going to end. So how do you, in the middle of that season of life, say, God, what are the lessons you're teaching me? How can we learn and grow together in this? And really, because we've gone through those seasons together, I think it makes us a stronger couple. Mm -hmm. And that's always going to be true. You go through these seasons together. You learn lessons about yourself. You learn lessons about your spouse. You learn lessons as a couple. You learn lessons as a family. And in every case, if you go through that and keep a focus on God and what he's teaching you and you keep a focus on let's let's give thanks and be joyful and let's choose joy, then I think you come out the other side going, wow, that was interesting. I don't ever want to do that again. <laughs> but you learned something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and recognize the seasons of life. Learn the lessons from each season and enjoy each season. So the question is, how are you doing in the season you're in right now? And that's something you could talk about together on your date with your wife. (laughs) The next one is, how am I honoring my spouse? So this goes both ways, husband and wife. How am I honoring my spouse? And part of that's, you know, you want to devalue this relationship and value this person. um, Continue to get to know them, likes and dislikes, and see how your gifts can help them be uh, a grow in their faith, can 
you know, how can you serve them? And all those things are part of that. But, you know, sometimes it's easy. We just get distracted. And it's not that you don't care. It's just that you're busy. You have your own problems. <laughs> and so it's easy to, to let those little things that really make a difference slide. So by honoring, what exactly are you thinking of? I'm saying all that. Serving, showing love to, uh, showing that you value showing value to for whatever the correct word would be. <laughs> so uh, the next one, and I guess this one actually went more back with, with the uh, seasons of life, but thinking about the stage of life or the season of life that you're in right now, one of the questions you can ask your spouse is, what are you dealing with right now in this season that I can help you with? And that, that would be part of honoring. You're, you're saying, I care about you. I want you to go through this season well and joyfully and, and really learn and grow all the lessons, learn all the lessons God has for you. So how can I help you in this season of life would be a good question to ask each other. Sometimes you don't know exactly how someone else is. Mm -hmm. You're dealing with it okay and they're not, or you're really struggling and they don't recognize it because you're just not that talkative or you're not sharing. So Mm -hmm. to be willing to talk about, hey, how are you doing in this season of life? Because it is different Mm -hmm. for, for each of you. Yeah, that's good. I think I remember you asking me that before, like, how can I be helpful right now when when you know I'm stressed out or something? And sometimes I can't even know, and sometimes you can just figure it out and say, I'll I'll take care of this so you don't have to think about that. And those things are really helpful. It's good if I can think about those. The problem (laughs) in all this is, it goes back to that being intentional, it's, it's easy not to recognize you've got your own problems. So the goal is to stop, pause for a second, and say, hey, how can I help you in the middle of this? And sometimes that helps your own problems. Like, I'm going to lay my problems aside. I don't feel like dealing with it, so how can I help you? <laughs> and sometimes that's a good break. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I guess along with that is, what are some ways that I can be more understanding of your current struggles or life challenges? And maybe that's related to the season. Maybe that's just you have challenges that, if you don't share, the other person's not really going to know. Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of challenges we face um, are not obvious on the outside. So you need the you need to build the relationship in your marriage where you can say, you know, I'm having a bad day. Um, and you need to be able to be open and honest and transparent in those things. And if you're not the one who's going through it, to seek to be understanding and not just see how this cramps your style and keeps you from accomplishing what you want to accomplish. All right. It's easy to do that. I suppose um, for those of those people who are more apt to share their thoughts and feelings, it might be easier to, you know, understand what they're going through. Whereas somebody who is not so comfortable or used to sharing, hey, I'm feeling this way or I need help, you know, it might be harder for that person to verbalize some mm-hmm. of these things. Mm-hmm. Yep. True story. Another one's kind of related, but I think is worth pointing out and being specifically intentional about is saying, what do I need to know most about where you are spiritually or emotionally right now? So in your spiritual life, in your your thought life, you know, how, how can I, what do I need to know about where you are? You know, are you in a place where you feel like you're growing and you're doing well? Or do you feel like a place where you're just struggling? You know, sometimes there been times where you feel like, I just am struggling to read my Bible, I'm struggling to pray, I'm just kind of down and maybe it's because of a relationship at work or maybe it's because of a relationship in the family. It could be lots of reasons. 
And that might be part of what needs to be shared. It's like, well, you know, this is a burden on my mind right now, and it really is hindering me. So to know that, um, so to ask that question, you know, where, where are you spiritually right now? What are the, what are the joys you're having in your, uh, in your time with God? Or where, where are the places where you feel like I'm really struggling right now? And, you know, this is asking not to fix it. And that's probably something we as, as men need to know. It's not so you can say, here's what you should do. But it's so you can understand and pray for. And that's something um, in this whole concept of having a good marriage and, and being intentional, you want to intentionally pray for your spouse and pray for your marriage and you know, pray for your kids, your family. So that should be part of being intentional. I didn't really include that in today so much because this is more about the conversation. And that is, I guess, still a conversation, but um, I see that as parallel. That's a conversation with God about your family. And this is a conversation with your spouse about your, your relationship. So have we ever discussed this one? What do I need to know most about where you are spiritually? Yeah. I don't know if we've asked it exactly like that. Yeah. It seems kind of a stilted question. Like, yeah, hey. I, that's probably not the way that I, we've worded it, but we have asked, you know, like, what are you reading right now? How are you doing yeah, your devotions? That's a little or more what, what are you learning? What right. are you learning right now right. is a way that we've initiated that conversation. Mm-hmm. And in the mat, in that you might come across like, yeah, I'm really struggling right now. Or, mm-hmm. you know, hi, I'm learning something really cool. Right. So, if you regularly ask and have that kind of conversation, then you're more apt to go like, yeah, you seem to not be doing well. You know? <laughs> so, Of course, that may not be a good way to say it if they're not doing well. <laughs> it's a good way to get a, a nod on your head. <laughs> so yeah, the, the way these questions are worded may not be the best, mm-hmm. but that idea though is what you want to mm-hmm. say is how can you find out where you are spiritually? So how do you feel free to have that conversation and talk about it. So what we have done is say, you know, what are you reading right now? Right. And often, I mean, we just don't wait till you ask. We just say, hey, I've right. read this and this is yeah. really cool. Right. So that's even better, I think, <laughs> because then you avoid some of the need to um, ask the question because you're you're volunteering mm-hmm. and saying, hey, this is some cool stuff that I'm reading. Less learning. of an interrogation. <laughs> yes, it doesn't feel like somebody's picking on you, particularly if you feel bad already, you know you're struggling, and somebody comes mm-hmm. and says, you seem to be having a bad day. <laughs> Can you share with me? Then yeah. that might not be good. <laughs> but sometimes that's important too. So. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, you always um, would say, how are you? <laughs> like, you know, something's not quite right. You go, be quiet. Get out of here. <laughs> Don't talk to me. <laughs> Shut up and leave me alone. Okay. I'll go pray. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need to ask at this point. <laughs> uh, so another question might be, you know, and this is, again, not necessarily you qu- you're questioning this, but are you satisfied with the amount of time we spend together or are the way that we spend time together? You know, it's, it is. It just can be difficult, and we have part of that seasons thing. You know, you have little kids at home. It just be hard. Like the kids are always underfoot, and they always need something, and they're so needy. Cry every day. <laughs> like, yeah, I remember there was years before we had a kid not cry for a whole day. Nobody cried today. I remember coming home and saying, "Hey, nobody cried today." He's like, "Yes, <laughs> we passed a milestone. A whole day with no tears." Um, but to think about and ask that question, you know, is there a way we can? manage our life and the busyness that we have and you know whether it's getting a babysitter or if you have that option or can can I take a break during nap time <laughs> and you know some way to have some time where you can just sit down together and just relax and, and enjoy each other's company and really that's that's the goal so the last question that I have mm-hmm. is um, 
what ways can we be building our friendship more? Because like really over time, that's what we have. We have this relationship that's now, in our case, been going on for like 26 years. And, you know, we, we know each other way better than we did when we got married. <laughs> and we continue to learn and grow. It's like, well, how can we continue to, to, how can I do my part to help this relationship be a blessing to you and to help you in your relationship with Christ and how can we grow our friendship so that we enjoy whatever time we mm-hmm. have that's remaining and you know, it's not that you have to ask the question like that but it is something about being if you want to have an intentional marriage if you want to be thoughtful in your marriage you can think through all these and imagine how you could talk in this area with your wife or with your husband because some might not like to be interrogated <laughs> Um, but there probably is a way to to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. So that's part of you being thoughtful too, and getting to know your spouse. So if you if you can initiate a conversation without a fight, you might want to work on that. That would be a good place or to find start. Find a different way. Find a different yeah. way. <clears throat> and I would say that in, in all of this, to recognize that it's worth it, because I know as I look through this and think, well, it's it's kind of a lot. You know, it's there's a lot of different things to think about in any relationship. And that's true. I mean, you have two unique people, and you have a family there, then we've got three kids. So we've got five unique people in our family. All of them have likes and dislikes and desires and hopes and dreams and goals and projects. And I mean, there's just a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So how do we, in the middle of that, glorify God is really our ultimate question. And part of it is by being intentional, being thoughtful in the relationships that God's given us. I want to think about each one of our kids, and how can I help and encourage them? And I can't always do something. And that's that's true. You may go through some of these questions and say, yeah, you're dealing with something. I just can't help you right now. Well, you can pray. You can be empathetic. But, yeah, you might not be able to help. And that's not necessarily what's needed. Mm-hmm. But to know that you care and to know that you're supportive. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times that's enough to know that... You're going through pain, and there's somebody who's who cares and is at least trying to understand. And sometimes that's that's all you can do, and sometimes that's that's really all that you need to do. Yeah, going back to you mentioned, you know, the different seasons of life. Um, I spe- especially those of us with children. Um, I know the tendency is during those early childhood years to just focus on the kids and everything's about the kids. But I know we talked about that. I don't know, somewhere along the way and said, you know, we don't want it to be a child-centered home. And um, coming out the other side now as our kids are older, um, I see the wisdom in that. And um, I'm really grateful that we've been able to maintain our coupleness, our our own um, relationship through that time because, I mean, we made time to get together, just the two of us, and have that talks. And sometimes it was, you know, less than others, but we kept trying to keep that going. And now I feel like, you know, we've never lost ground over those turbulent years or, you know, Mm -hmm. it's so busy and so tiring. But um, it's a blessing to know, like, we are closer together as our relationship, at least I think so, (laughs) Um, since, you know, the time we were married at the beginning. So, Mm It, I, I'm looking forward to the time when all the kids are gone. It's not like, oh, my babies are going to be gone and my life is over, you know, because if that has been your life for the last 20 years, it might feel like that. And to kind of think through those things before it happens or as they're happening is 
really beneficial. Mm-hmm. Great. So hopefully you can keep growing, keep learning, and keep building your relationship. So be intentional, be thoughtful, and keep running. Thanks for joining us today. If you have a question we can address on the show or just want to send us a word of encouragement, send an email to talk at runwithhorses.net. That's T-A-L-K at runwithhorses.net. We look forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, keep running.